Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, Vic, do you think you might have ADHD? Well, listeners keep emailing me telling me that they think I do, so probably. Mind you, listeners also email us saying we talk too much about your mum's feet. So what do they know? Yeah, fair enough. I honestly had no idea about the connection between overdrinking and ADHD until we started this podcast. About 40% of people that have had any sort of drinking issues also apparently have ADHD. Whenever we chat to ex-drinkers, this comes up more than you'd believe. If you have ADHD or suspect you might or just want to learn about this link, then we would encourage you to check out the I Have ADHD podcast. It's the place where adults with ADHD find research-based information, validation and tons of support. This is the best way to feel less alone and hear some of the answers to the questions you've been sitting with for too long. You'll hear detailed descriptions of what it means to have ADHD and enjoy interviews with the foremost experts in the industry so that you don't have to read those ADHD books that are collecting dust on your shelf. Yeah. Listen to the I Have ADHD podcast and learn how ADHD affects every aspect of your life. From the boardroom to the bedroom. In the podcast, you'll also hear about their ADHD coaching program, which is called Focused. Focused is made up of three pillars, courses, coaching and community. It is designed to help you build your own self-improvement program and is perfect for the ADHD brain. And you can get $50 off the course just by using the code SOBER, S-O-B-E-R. So if you're tired of feeling stuck and don't know where to start, listen to the I Have ADHD podcast. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. This podcast is brought to you by DrunkMummySoberMummy.com and made in association with HelloSundayMorning.org, changing the world's relationship with alcohol one Sunday at a time. Oh, the kettle's boiled. Great. Perfect timing. Should we get started then? I'm Victoria Vanstone. I'm Lucy Good. And this is Sober Awkward. Right, Lucy, over to you. Thanks, Vic. So whatever stage you're at on your sober journey, and Vic and I are at completely different stages, you'll know that life without booze can at times feel, what do you reckon? Awkward. Lucy and I invite you to listen to our podcast where we discuss the realities of sobriety, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the cringingly embarrassing. Our honest and open chats will help you discover what it really means to be sober. Yes, we're here like a dodgy bottle of port from your nan's drink cabinet to take the edge off sobriety. And together we can learn how to feel the awkward and do it anyway. to get Alan to put some jingle bells on at the beginning, won't we, seeing it's yeah. our Christmas episode. Yeah, that's a good idea. Alan, 
can you put some jingly bells on? Yeah, all right. Oh, excellent. I don't know why we're still celebrating the birth of bloody Santa anyway. <laughs> the birth of Jesus. Or is it the, the, the birth of Coca-Cola? <laughs> One of the two. I don't know. I've kind of lost track. I'm so busy buying my daughters a million presents. Yeah, exactly. That's birth? all it takes over. Whose birth? Whose birth? Yeah, somebody's birth. The birth of our children we're celebrating, aren't we? Gosh, yes. We're never allowed to forget that. We yeah. have to spend money on our kids every year. Every year. About 100 times as much on Christmas Day. I know. Um, but we're miserable, aren't we? We haven't started this off very No, miserable old sods. Bringing the Christmas cheer to all the sober curious people all over the world. To start with a big old moan about yeah. how much money we have to bah, spend. Humbug. <laughs> but it is Christmas, Lucy, and we're here. And we're in our little booth, and I've got a little present for you. So I'm going to give you your. I'm going to give you your first present first. The giving of gifts. Okay. So I'm going to give you your. I don't know if you remember, Lucy, at the beginning of our podcast, I think in episode two, I gave you a gift, didn't I? What was that for? Was it your birthday? Or was it for your year? No, it was a gift. Ah, yes, it was for my year, I believe. No, no, not my year. Oh, it was to help you tell people to fuck off. For my 100 days, it was. Oh, it was your 100 days, yeah. Yes, and yes, you you were telling me how to tell people to fuck off and it was a fuck off button. Yes, excellent. That was an excellent gift, but I thought I'm going to make it up to you by now giving you this. Okay, so... Oh, it's beautifully wrapped yeah, in sorry. no paper. I don't have time for those sorts okay, of things. Okay, what I've got here from Vic, let me have a look. Well, thank you anyway for my gift. I've got a Think Positive button. <laughs> that is just... A, does it say, you've got this? Go on, go on, you got okay. this. That's what my and Lucy's most hated saying. It says... Um, you got this. You've got this. <laughs> if one of us is having a problem. you got this, baby. I will never give up, it says. Go on, open it up. Oh, shall I open it yeah, up I put and batteries play it? in it before I came. Oh, okay. That's how do you do yeah. that with your kids on Christmas Day? Make no. sure they're the last of the batteries. Okay, all right, I'll do it now. Drawer. Ready? Go on. Yeah, okay, so it's, it's, it's a big button. It says think positive on it. I'm going to mm. press it. I am overflowing with happiness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, I don't know if I'm going to like it. Keep going, it. keep going. I am the best version of myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant. Yeah. I will never give up. Oh, don't give up, Lucy. I am a queen. I am a what? A queen. A queen. That's yeah. right. I am a queen. You are a queen. I'm smart and drop-dead gorgeous. Oh, you are smart That's and drop-dead gorgeous. God, they must have made this It's a bit shallow, isn't it? Drop-dead gorgeous. I'm a dreamer, a planner and a doer. <laughs> Next This gift. is just brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Vic. Oh, can gift. I not give you one of mine Okay, now? go on then. Yeah, okay, let me just think which one. Okay, I'm going to start with this one. I've wrapped it. So I've got quite I a good wrapper Christmas. as well. Yeah, so. it is a good wrapping. Oh. Yeah, well, no, the reason we're giving gifts, well, Vic, it was Vic's idea because she's a gifty person. And um, so oh, that's yes. the only reason I bought Vic a gift. But, okay, what have you got? And I'll oh, tell I you why. Got, I can smell it. I've got a daily detox organic tea. Oh, it smells lovely. Okay, Lucy. reason is I yeah. did look up online to see what would help your gallstones. Oh. And it said a detox tea would be really helpful. Oh, God. So I got that one. Number one, it's Higher Living, and I love their teas. They do really good teas, and that detox one is really nice. It's okay, my favourite one. And also, I love the words, Higher Living. We're living yeah, a higher life, on that aren't button. we? Yeah. You are Higher Living. <laughs> you are the best version of yourself. <laughs> so I will grab some of them tea bags before yeah, we Yeah, I'll chuck one your way, don't you worry. Okay, gift number two okay. from me. All right. Here you go. Thank you. That is homemade, oh, child. Homemade. Homemade uh, wrapping right there. 
Is the gift itself homemade? The gift itself perhaps might be homemade. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, a mug, a mug for a mug. Yeah, you mug. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, Vic's made this at her pottery class. I it's, have. We have to put a photo of it. I on will. It's, it's actually brilliant. the best mug I've ever made. Oh, I feel honoured. It is really nice. Will isn't it, it work if I put hot liquid in it? No, it might be like a watering can. <laughs> Will it sort of like go start going soft again? Yeah, it might like crumble. Yeah, it's not fired. <laughs> I'll end up with a lump of clay in my mouth. My yeah. teeth stuck together. No, it's got sober it's Sally written on the bottom I, for you. I was just about to say, yeah, on the bottom it says sober Sally, and that's the name I use for myself because I used to call myself slutty Sally when I was drinking, but mm. now I like to think of myself as sober Sally. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I really, really, it's genuinely gorgeous. Love I was actually it. really pleased with it. I was like the best thing I've made in my pottery class. Oh, I'm so touched. I'm, I whether I drink out of it. Or not whether I just proudly display yes. it on the side in my room. I think I'd love you to way. drink out of it and use it. I love it. Thank it you works. so much for that. And here's my next gift okay, for you. Excellent. We love this. Sorry, this is boring for everyone. Oh, <laughs> is it a lay? Our first time I've got a lay for ages, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a, a flower necklace. Oh, I'll have to put a photo because of my, yes. you are my guru. Oh, oh yes, a real guru. And you give your gurus flower <laughs> necklaces and um, flowers and fruit. So yeah, uh, that's for you because you are my guru. And I, I, and I don't say it enough, but I do so appreciate you oh, being my guiding Lucy. light in this sober world. Oh, I'm not. You're my guiding light nowadays. It's, it's turned. Well, it's equal. Maybe. But, oh, that was good. I really. Inspired. Oh. I am invincible. I am a superstar. Oh, God. <laughs> I love it. I prefer it to the fuck off button. <laughs> yeah. I actually prefer it. It's way more entertaining. Oh, uh, well, Merry Christmas, Lucy. Thank you. Yeah, for my and to I do you feel as very well. guru like sitting here. Yeah. I'm well, like a Dalai they Lama you. or something. They suit here. you, those that pink colour suit. If only I had well. some wise words to say. I oh, thought... wait a second. I am destined to do great things. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just about to say, if only I had some wine. <laughs> no, and that God kind of no. that leads us on to something we're desperate to tell the listener about the listeners about. I'm so excited, I can't get my words Go out. Go on, let, tell so, tell them what happened, Lucy. I'll well, just tell you what I'll set it up for you. Yeah, you set it up. We went out for lunch yesterday, Lucy and I, with some mates in Brisbane, and they're all women who are sober and all women that run businesses related to being alcohol free one woman owns joe it was actually her name's joe she was from smug af cocktails which is a new alcohol free brand it was faye from untoxicated and sarah from tapped in and me and lucy and we went out for a sober women's lunch in brisbane didn't we lucy and we Mm. sat down in this beautiful restaurant all very excited to all be together having a sober christmas lunch and what happened lucy well we we um went all, all five of us Straight away went to the alcohol-free drinks menu and ordered um, some drinks. And I ordered a alcohol-free lager, as did Uvic and yep. also Sarah, who were either side of me. <clears throat> drinks came along and uh, I had a sip and I was like, God, this is so good. What is this? Which brand is this of beer? It's amazing. No one was listening to me. Everyone was talking about something else and taking photos and I thought, this just is a really good alcohol-free beer. And then I took another sip and I thought, this is too good to be alcohol-free. And so I looked at the bottle and they'd given us light beers. So at a sober women's <sighs> Christmas lunch, they'd got our order wrong. And Vic, you hadn't drunk any of yours. Luckily, I hadn't had a sip. I'd no. had two sips. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was that was a really weird thing, but a really important thing to bring up because... 
until that actually happened, I never really thought of that. I mean, it's something we need to discuss in more detail, perhaps not in this podcast because it's about Christmas, but yeah. about how that can happen. And we could have actually drunk the whole beer with, without yeah, realising. Without really realising, yeah. Um, that's scary. It's I mean, scary. Yeah, luckily it was just two sips and we did have a bit of a laugh at how I'd be dancing on the tables, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. And the one thing it has taught me actually is that, because then we the, the way to whisk them away when he realised what he'd done and brought back the alcohol-free ones and I did realise how shit the alcohol-free <laughs> beer tasted compared to the real one. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the results of the alcohol-free one were much better than and the, the alcohol oh, yeah, based one. Definitely, so play the definitely. tape forward a little bit on yeah, that one. But I kept going, oh, God, this is a really good alcohol-free beer. Yeah. Well, it, it was. wasn't an alcohol-free yeah. beer. So, yeah, and you, I haven't I haven't dwelled on it. I mean, no, it was good. only two sips. Yeah. But um, I do remember the unexpected joy of being sober reading um, that book. The lady who wrote that book had that Catherine experience. Gray, her name is. Is, yeah. is it Catherine Gray? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and um, she had that experience, went up to the bar and gulped down a, a vodka and soda, I think. Oh, yes, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and she said it would never have made her. She was just, you just feel, you feel as if you've been polluted with something. Yes. And um, you've done something you didn't expect and it's a shock to your system because you go, mm. oh gosh, I've had alcohol and I haven't had it for such a long time. And perhaps that minuscule amount wouldn't have any effect on me. Of course it wouldn't. But it does make you go, oh gosh, that's weird. It yeah. does make you think, gosh, I must check. Like when I you do order check. alcohol-free drinks, do check the label because people do make mistakes. Yes, they do. And if you're at the bar, you don't... yeah, if you're at the bar ordering a soda water and some vodka and sodas for some mates, you yeah. know, it's so easy to get them mixed up. And even if you do accidentally have a sip, it really is no big deal. Don't no, worry about it. I've done it before. It. I remember having an alcohol-free beer and sitting with my husband and literally just grabbing the wrong beer off the table and having a sip. I a sip, and I knew straight away that I'd done it. I felt no guilt about it because I didn't feel like having mm. the second sip because I knew what I'd done. And I'm so staunch on my sobriety mm. nowadays. It was was just like an error that had happened same as you yeah. these things can happen and it's unfortunate when they do but hey you know we're not all bloody perfect what can we do we don't even know no it's completely uh unexpected and yeah. unintentional but it was just funny that it was five sober women sitting around the table where having, a sober lunch, having a sober lunch sober christmas lunch yeah, yeah. it's yeah. all women who work in the sober industry but the rest of the lunch was really great wasn't it we yeah, had it was a really lovely. good time and we were saying it was really nice with five sober Sober ladies having that conversation round a table. One of the things we commented on the way home was it's a really balanced, nice conversation. You haven't got people who usually it would be me, so I'm not criticising oh, or yes. judging. You have people trying to talk over one another and um, you know you re- repeating things and the conversation being really uneven. It was really a nice. Uh, relaxing conversation, which yep. you forget that you can have and how enjoyable that yeah. is doing that sober. I mean, my face hurt afterwards because I'd been laughing and smiling so yeah. much. It was so nice. And of, of course, you go away with no regret and no shame. It's You're great. like, oh, well, I had a lovely lunch. End of story. Go mm. home, cook dinner, go to bed. Like everything's still normal. There's yeah. no chaos, which was, you know, that's the favourite part, isn't yeah. it? Just so to feel I really like, enjoyed that. Yeah. So it's Christmas. We're having our Christmas episode today. This episode is going to be all about how to make it through your first sober Christmas and beyond. Uh, Do you think you're going to make it through, Lucy? (laughs) What, sober or just make it through in general? Just in general. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's going to be a close one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to make it through and I'm going to make it through sober without a doubt. Good. 
In a world brimming with alcohol, being the one sober person sitting at the Christmas dinner table can be hard. It's not only the obvious booze temptations that make it difficult. It's the strain of being with family all day. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The hassle that comes with cooking, wrapping presents, the humiliating games we're forced to play (laughs) and the pressure to fit in when you're feeling on the periphery. There is no doubt about it. Your first sober Christmas might bring up a few unexpected hankerings, meaning that need to numb out might envelop you before you've even had time to try on your new fluffy reindeer socks. Oh, yeah, I'm hoping for some of those. Yeah, you need them in this heat, yeah. don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Sweaty feet. <laughs> yes, let's face it. Christmas is all about the traditions. The traditions, sorry. The crackers before the turkey, the tangerine at the bottom of the stocking and the buck's fizz first thing in the morning. We get pissed, wear silly paper hats, sing songs and then everyone is lulled into an afternoon sleep as the Queen's speech plays in the background. Ingrained customs on repeat since childhood. So when someone throws a spanner in the works and does something completely out of character like get sober, it can create a big stocking full and room full of disapproval. So like Lucy and I, you're the one that has decided to break tradition and confront these annual festivities sober, then a few tricky situations may arise. Confrontations that you'd normally drown out with an extra glass of sparkly must be navigated without mulled wine and the usual festive crutch, and it can be a challenge. Yes, your lack of joining in and party poopery could make you a target. But there are a few ways to swerve the Nerf bullets aimed at your head and get through Christmas without leaning on a drink. We want you to enjoy a Christmas alcohol-free rather than dread it. And we hope that by following these elf-help tips and absorbing our Yuletide advice, you can be sure your elbow will remain firmly untwisted and your sobriety makes it through to the new year and beyond. So go and grab a gaudy jumper. Pop on your sexy Mrs Santa outfit or wrap some fairy lights around your noggin. It's time to grab Christmas by the baubles and own it in your very own sober, awkward way. Yeah, maybe don't wrap those uh, fairy lights around your head. It's dangerous. Yeah. You don't want to be yeah, responsible yeah, for enough, ruining yeah. anyone's oh, yeah. Christmas. Yeah, down so, emergency yeah, with yeah, some fairy lights. With your hair on fire. <laughs> yeah, tied around your ear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're really helpful. Listen to our podcast. Yes. <laughs> Get loads of people down the ER on Christmas Eve. Tangled up in fairy lights. Yeah. Help. That's not a very sober thing, Help is it? Me. You get tangled up in fairy lights when you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Christmases, um, you know, when we were drinking. What yeah. was your Christmas like when you were drinking, Vic? Give us an idea. Well, obviously, actually, my Christmases were always a bit of a blur. I mean, as a kid, obviously, until the age of, what, 13? I liked Christmases, but then at 13, 14, actually probably even 12, was when I started to steal the booze out of the drink cabinets because parents were always so distracted on Christmas yes. Day, weren't they? So it was a really easy day to, yes. to take a sip of their drink. So for me, there was a drinks cabinet in my parents' 
lounge, the mahogany. Do you remember the mahogany yes, cabinets? Yes, we had that. Yeah. Yes, with all the horrible strong spirits like blue caracal and the orange liqueur. Yeah, they taste like methylated ones, spirits yeah. or something, didn't they? Mm. And me and my Yum. cousins used to queue up. Yeah, neck <laughs> loads of like sips of those. I remember vomiting into my hands once, and I'm just going and throwing it in the toilet and then carrying on because I was just so busy trying to impress my family, my cousins. And I stuff. knew we were going to get a festive vomit story yeah. from you, Vic. I, was, oh, I always had festive vomit. <laughs> I'm not a bit at all of, surprised. A little not. bit of uh, pudding in there. <laughs> oh. Yeah, a bit of turkey. A few carrot coins. Oh, yeah. God. So, I will just let the listeners know that as I'm talking to Vic, yeah. she's wearing a white, well, other than her flowers around her neck, yeah. she's wearing a white sun top with a big streak of tomato sauce down her left boob. <laughs> where she, she was eating pizza on the way here and spilt it all down her front. Don't tell me. We pretend to be so like paleo. It's like I was stuffing pizza in my face on the way here, which I was. And then I burnt my top of my mouth on a hot bit of tomato. <laughs> Oh, classic injury, classy, that, isn't it? Classic. Classic pizza injury. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, tell us a bit more about your Christmas. Yeah, so Christmas is always, you know, everybody at home on Christmas Eve. That was when you used to come back from uni. Mm. Not that I lasted in uni very long, yeah, we of know course. That. <laughs> but, you know, I was always hungover on Christmas morning. We always used to have a Bucks Fizz first thing. So you got up at nine with a hangover and had something called a Bucks Fizz, which we have in England, which is champagne mixed with orange juice. So there you go. You start the day with drinking. And my Christmas is the whole day was about the tradition of drinking. So it started with the Bucks Fizz. There was a, a proper glass of wine with, with lunch. There was red wine after lunch, port in the afternoon, Baileys before bed and whatever else was left when we were actually all in blackouts. But, you know, we had a good time. Like It wasn't a terrible time. We were all happily drinking because that's what we did as a family, you know, as I grew up into my teens. Um, but, yeah, everyone had their afternoon nap because they were probably wasted. But actually, I read something this week that at the Bucks Club in London, they invented the um, Bucks Fizz. And due to the lack of food and earliness, plus the bubbles, it makes you drink more than normal. So those early drinks made you more drunk, hence mm. that hence that nap in the afternoon. So that's why everybody always feels so drunk on Christmas Day is because not only have you been drinking all day, but you've also not had much to eat and you hung over from the night before. So you're just topping up. So yeah, boozy Christmas days kind of fueled the games and the and the present opening and the ridiculous things we used to get up to. We used to look up names in the phone book and and try and call people with the surname Christmas and pretend that we were elves stuck in the North Pole. <laughs> Just, and this is you and your your family. Yeah, we your used mum to, and dad. to sit around with the big yellow phone book and go, "Oh, is that Mrs. Christmas? I'm an elf I, stuck I in the North Pole." I do love your family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it was the hard stuff in the evening, starting with the Bucks Fizz. It was just a, a, a big drinking tradition. It was a festive thing that we did. I mean, we did we did that a lot, but Christmas was a mega drinking day yeah. for me, always. It was a bit, bit of a, uh, an alcohol marathon by the sound yeah, of it. Yeah, it was. After you had the nap in the afternoon, you were able to sit through quite late into Christmas evening, were you? Yeah. And just carry on drinking just carry right on. through. yeah. Yeah. Just carry on with the games and the craziness and the fun. I mean, I loved it. I'm not going to say it was awful or that I was 
over drinking or that I was questioning my drinking at that time because I wasn't. Mm. I just thought it was a big bucket of fun. And yeah, I did have hangovers and it was, you know, I did suffer from a bit of anxiety the next day. But then, you know, Boxing Day was another drinking day. So I just soaked it up. Yeah, just carried on drinking. And really, I think that is the one that that's danger with things like Christmas, isn't it? We don't question it. We think we're okay to do it. Yeah. You don't question it because it's Christmas Day and I'm allowed to drink copious amounts. Well, it just because it's Christmas Day, it doesn't necessarily make it right but it is an excuse and it allows us to drink Definitely. even more yeah yeah I mean mine were very similar I did don't have as when I was younger I didn't have a a, heavy, a big drinking family but it was unusual because yeah around that age that you're talking about early teens when we were getting into our drinking really it was the only day of the year that we would have people sitting in our house drinking okay yeah um, and that was great for me because as I was realizing the effect alcohol was having on me it gave me an opportunity exactly the same as you Vic to nick a bit of alcohol here and there so it was a real novelty and it was weird because it you know the only day of the year that we actually had alcohol in the house as such and we'd have um, wine with our lunch it was like so this is what we do we drink on Christmas day this is what Christmas this is what we're meant to do so that was being taught to me from a very early age yeah Christmas equals drinking even if you don't do it at any other time of the year yeah it's okay to drink on Christmas yeah, you've Day. you've got to have that one because it's the celebration. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Christmas was very different for us because we were both in the UK and it was very traditional and it was always a big roast dinner yeah. um, and it's a lot more formal than it is over here. I have to admit, I'm warming <laughs> quite literally to the Christmases over here in Australia where it's a lot more laid back and you can just shove a seafood platter in the middle of the table and everyone's happy with it. Um, certainly for me... With my kids, when I had my kids, I was the person who had everybody around my house. So Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day was massive catering for me. I was always looking after loads of people. And of course, to to, to be able to do that, I would drink all the time. And I would usually just reach a real low by the end of Boxing Day. And I can remember one year just being... Um, I think my husband had gone to bed, the kids were in bed and I was so tired. It was Boxing Day, the house was a complete mess. I had so much to tidy up and I just thought, I'm so over Christmas. And I got, I opened the French doors. We had a we had a real tree, a really, really big one, like mm. your one at the moment, Vic, yeah. reached the ceiling. Loads of decorations on it, really beautiful. I thought, I've had it with Christmas. Yeah. And so drunk, I then pulled the entire tree across the room, out, out through the French doors and threw it into the garden. You didn't. Yeah, I just thought, that's it, I've had it. I've had it with Christmas. Oh, I was just so tired. I was so tired by the end of it all and I tried so hard. I think certainly Christmas... I hope there wasn't a cheeky squirrel in there that you injured. <laughs> we do have a little squirrel decoration. It's one oh, of our favourite little ones that we hang on the tree. I'll show it you when you come over okay, to mine yeah. for Christmas pudding in the week. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to, it used to be a massive build-up of pressure. Yes. Certainly, when, I'm talking now when with kids. Um, and it, the build-up was so hard to organise it all, the money that was spent. And so the pressure would build up and often on the day I would drink way too early and too fast yes. because I was so relieved the day had come. And excited sort of as well. Yeah, and excited yeah. as well and it would peak too early and actually I'll be honest and quite serious for a, a moment because my Christmas has just got worse and worse and worse and in fact my la- not last Christmas, the one before which was my um, last Christmas drinking really was probably one of the real down points for me and um, I um, I had planned so much and I ended up drinking really early and my youngest um, told me that I had ruined Christmas for her which you know when you put so much effort into it and you're told that and it was right I had ruined it my other daughter because had, you'd just been incapable I'd been you were just, just so drunk you were just so just, drunk I was just being an idiot and she said that to you in the evening did she no I'd fallen asleep mm. I was, we were around at my ex 
ex-husband's house and I'd fallen asleep on the couch and she came in at about three in the morning and told me that. And, um, you know, and that was, of course, I was at that point feeling really bad because that was three, oh. three in the morning with that hangover. With the palpitations yeah. and the fear and the anxiety. My eldest daughter, who had just started her first job, um, was 15 and she'd bought me a ring, which I'm wearing now from Pandora, but um, she bought it with nearly all of her wages and I lost that on the day. Oh, dear. And um, I forgot to Skype my dad in the UK, who was on his own all day. Just a um, and was of... had one thing to look forward to, and that was us phoning to wish him Merry Christmas. And I managed to miss that. Okay. And I just really had that was a real low. And and the Christmases were just getting worse and worse and worse until it came to that one. Um, so yeah, Christmas is quite a. Yeah, you know, I remember those bad things a lot. Yeah, I remember how bad my drinking was. Yeah, um, and unfortunately that overshadows a lot of the happy Christmas memories for me. Yeah. Um, and I wonder whether people listening might feel the same. They're yeah. so, they've had so, made so many mistakes and drunk too much um, and felt so down in the end about Christmas mm. that it kind of ruins Christmas a bit for you. Well, also, it's this time of year, isn't it? It's a time for change. And everybody knows with a new year, you're expected to make some sort of changes. And I wonder whether mentally we feel like, gosh, you know, I'm going to go out with a bang. And so maybe <laughs> around Christmas, yeah. yeah. But maybe around Christmas you feel like, right, I'm going to get really, really drunk, really, really drunk, and then I'm going to quit in the new year. Because that could be a state of mind. Yes, couldn't it? Even if you're, yeah. you think, oh, I'm going to do better next year. But, of course, maybe you carry on. But it means that Christmas, it's that time just for letting go. You've finished work, you're on holiday in Australia, the sun's out or it's snowing. There's, there's so many excuses to celebrate. There's so many excuses. Family are together. You're eating loads of lovely food that goes with different wines and different desserts. And it, there's a uh, billion yeah. excuses around you at, at this time of year to make you drunk and mm. completely overdo it. Yeah. So this podcast, we want to hope you maybe change some of those traditions. You know, because I did change some traditions when I moved to Australia, Lucy. Funnily enough, we talk about, you know, the traditions in England. But the tradition I changed, I went from having a Bucks Fizz in the morning to having a champagne on the beach. That yes. was my new tradition that I, that I changed. It was still the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it had to involve But it was like alcohol. an Australian yeah. version of it. And then it was the esky, the ice, you know, in the esky, taking that to the beach. And I was just carrying a party in a bag with me yeah. wherever I went. You know, it didn't change. It, was, it wasn't an ingrained English tradition. It was actually my own traditions that yes. I was choosing to facilitate for everybody else and bring the party with me. So what we're going to talk a lot about today is hopefully changing those traditions within ourselves. Yeah. You don't have to change them for everybody else, but you can change them within you. Yeah, you certainly can. And I mean, like we said, we've had to change Christmas a lot. Celebrating Christmas in England compared to celebrating in Australia is yeah. all about changing what Christmas, how Christmas ro- rolls, because it is so different over here. Yeah. So if we can change it that massively between an English Christmas and an Australian Christmas, we can certainly change it again and eliminate the booze from it. Yeah, change it up. Yeah. Sober Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's quite interesting is why we actually correlate the two. Why do Christmas and heavy drinking always have to go hand in hand? Other than the fact that we were taught it from really early age by our parents who yeah. either drank more on Christmas or allowed alcohol into the house on Christmas. Yeah. 
You know a bit about this, don't you, Vic? You did yes, a little of bit course. of research, I did, actually. yeah. I, it's a brief history of alcohol and Christmas. It all started with the monks in the pre-medieval times. Monasteries were known to be a centre of brewing in those days and the monks enjoyed making specialist Christmas ales. It just so happened that the hops were perfect for brewing at that time of year and because beers didn't keep very long and the ingredients were seasonal, the Christmas period was the perfect time to consume. All the beer brewed was drank quickly and handed out to poor, to the poor people to warm them up during the winter months, hence winter warmers such as mulled wine. Mm. People actually used alcohol, Lucy, in those days to survive the cold. It mm. was like have, putting yeah. a fire on, you know. Mm. It would warm you up. Whether or not that's a fallacy or not, whether it just made them more ill, I don't know. <laughs> just but, numbed yeah, them out. Just numbed them out to the cold, probably, yeah. <laughs> the monks also liked to use the alcohol as a currency <laughs> and swapped their festive brews with the local villagers for a nice rabbit or turkey. Mm, so the monks not only had a piss up, but a large feast as well. That's quite clever. I like yeah. those monks. So for over hundreds and hundreds mm. of years, Lucy, drinking at Christmas time has developed into a tradition. Mm. So for all sorts of reasons, I mean, ingrained reasons that we have been unable to avoid throughout our lives, therefore have no shame about, we are taught to do this. Yes. We are taught to drink at Christmas. It is drummed into us from the moment we are born. And it's very, very difficult to avoid. It really is. So I guess the thing is, how can we break that tradition? So how can us sober people learn to enjoy Christmas and be comfortable around people that are necking cheap sparkly for breakfast? Yeah. What can we do and how can we break those traditions? I guess we could talk about how we've done it already yeah. and how that might help people who are listening to make changes to their Christmas. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now, driving at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Yep, definitely. I mean, a good one to start with is planning your day. Plan ahead for everything. Like for me, I have to think about how the day is going to go and know at what point I'm going to leave, at what point I'm going to arrive, how long I'm going to stay once the drinking started, all little things like that. So just really think about your day in advance and tell everybody you're leaving at six. Like, for example, that's probably a good time. The presents are open. You've had your lunch. You've hung around for a few hours. I'm leaving at six. And if everyone's coming to your house for Christmas Day, you are entitled to let people know. But let them know before the day. Don't chuck them out your house at six o'clock. But yeah. say, look, we're going to be having a quiet Christmas Day evening. So the day is going to finish up at six hours. And that's when we need you to bugger off. Yeah. Or uh, if, some if, such words. I mean, if someone had said to me in my heavy drinking days, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're going to, sorry, can you bugger <laughs> off? Because we're having a quiet Christmas evening. I probably would have. Yeah. I physically attacked them. Yeah. I would have leapt at them like, don't you dare, like, what, we're having you, a party, you, like, we're staying yeah, here. I, I would have gone mad. We would have belittled them, we would have yeah. shamed them. <laughs> it would have been we awful. Would have, we would have <laughs> done all these awful things. Yeah. But 
Uh, yeah, and we because feel bad. We drunk. do feel bad that we've done I, things like that. Yeah, because once you've started and it's six o'clock, I'll be like, right, it's getting dark out. Now the times we're really going to get stuck in. I think the key is, so what you were just saying, Vic, is you plan it and you tell people ahead. Because if you say to people suddenly while they're getting stuck into their yes. drinking at six o'clock, look, we need you to go home or we're going home, that's when people are defensive, aren't they? And yes. they sort of have because they they're into their drinking. Yeah. But if you tell them before so they're prepared for it, make up something. Lie. Yes. Tell them yep. you've got something planned for Christmas Day evening. Other family, kids, like say you've got to go to the other side of the family for dinner, even if you don't. I mean, yeah. nobody's going to Whatever gonna it takes. Whatever it takes for you to get out of a situation where you feel uncomfortable and it could possibly affect your sobriety, out. Exactly right, yeah. And e- even if you don't make an excuse, just piss off. Yeah, just you know, get out, of out there. the back door. Get out <laughs> the Commando cat- style. Crawl out the cat flap. <laughs> You can sort it all out tomorrow when they've got really bad hangovers and you're feeling wonderful. And you're you're lifting weights in the front garden. (laughs) And singing whilst watering the flowers. Yeah, Yeah, so just remember to take those times out so it doesn't get so intense. Like in those moments where you're feeling stressed and you feel like leaving, you know, you might be able to do another five minutes if you go and stand on the deck for, you know, for a couple of minutes and take a breath and take a time out and then come back in. So, yeah, they're all important things yeah. to do to try and make your day a little bit easier. Because being with family is stressful when you're drinking and when you're sober. Just generally being with family is stressful because they know you so well. You're so alike. Mm. Um, it's, you know, you're going to clash over things. There's ways of people want to do things. That's one thing I find really hard is the expectations of how the day is going to go. Like it's like the Queen's speech at this time, Top of the Pops at this time, and then we're going to oh, play gosh. a game. You know, like you're talking really 80s. England I know, there. but that's how when I grew up with it, yeah. and I had to follow the Christmas system. Christmas top of the pops, yeah, Christmas top that's of the pops, and things like that. Like it, it was so structured my day, but now, you know, I, I I'm more particular, so I want to structure the day in my own way, and everybody's got their own way of mm. doing things, and that can cause some clashes. Can't it can it? definitely, yeah. and what you've brought up as well there made me think as well because you said the day is quite stressful, and Christmas Day is quite it stressful is, as much as we, yeah. we we think it's. It's fun and it can be fun. I can remember being in the UK when my kids were very, very young because when we, we moved over here when they were quite young, so they must have been about one and four. And I was in the in the, in the the kitchen making the gravy and I had all these pots yeah. and pans bubbling Bubbly, yeah. and I had about like 10 people over for Christmas lunch and it was Kessa. And I remember my, my daughter who was four just saying, Mummy, will you play with this toy? And she got a new toy and I was oh. like, no! I can't, I'm doing this. And I, that has really stayed with yeah. me. What is Christmas meant to be about? It's meant to be about your kids and spending time mm. with your family. But I didn't even have time to enjoy her new toy with her. And that's something I've really liked about coming to Australia where the Christmases are a lot more relaxed. And also I don't have all my family here, so I'm not hosting a big crowd yeah. very often. I have done occasionally, but even then it's still more relaxing because you can have something in the garden. It's not... a hot roast that you have to take ages preparing. Yeah, with so many other like yeah. bits. So, uh, my point here is what can you do to make your day less stressful? And that's what I really focus on now. I just want a really easy Christmas day. And if I have an easy Christmas day, I'm not going to really want to drink. Yeah. I want to drink when it's stressful, yeah. if the day is stressful. So as well as planning your day, plan that you have a stress-free day. Don't try and fit so much stuff into it that you're like, God, I, I really need a drink. You know, 
don't see family members who stress you out and make you want a drink for too long if yeah. you can help it. Yeah. I know you can't always get out of that, but eliminating stress from your day mm. is going to eliminate that desire for a drink. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many things you can do to to make your day more peaceful. Yeah, I mean, that's all I want nowadays. I just want a bit of peace and a bit of tranquility and to enjoy the kids and enjoy my day. I don't want a lot of chaos and... You know, mental present opening for hours on end and all that sort of thing. So, right to have a little bit of Christmas chaos and presents bit, being yeah, thrown, you know, a bit of wrapping paper being thrown around the room just for 10 minutes or so. Yeah. And then and that's enough. And then I'll be hoovering around people's feet. <laughs> yeah. on, I've, always, I've always got the black bin bags really ready right at the very beginning, start filling up. But then I think oh, I'm ruining Christmas. It sh- there should be wrapping paper everywhere. Yeah, but nowadays <laughs> I'm like folding up the nice bits. Yes. <laughs> Oh, keep that bit. Keep that oh, bit. Yes, that's quite nice. I can use too. that next year. Yeah, like, oh, that's an age thing as well, I think. Yeah. Or oh, keep that, you know, sticky bows. I'm like, oh, God, I'll keep that bit in a special yeah. bag. But then I always throw the bag away and it's and never there the about next it. Year. Yeah, but you've good intentions. Now, I really love Christmas Day evening when all of the things are done, all the family stuff is done. And often my kids might go off and see their friends on Christmas Day evening. They've probably seen their dad for a few hours at lunchtime. And they say, oh, we worry about you being on your own. And I'm like, I actually love it. I've had my yeah. time with my kids. Nice. And I really enjoy just sitting down. Last year, my first sober Christmas, which was a huge challenge, actually. My daughter had bought me one of those beautiful teapots, you know, with a cup underneath. Oh, yeah, So lovely. you can make a, a single cup of tea with yeah. tea leaves. She bought that for me from tea too. And I just sat there relaxing in the evening on my own with this gift that she'd but I think I sent you a video of I think you might it, have yeah, I think you might have a visitor this year <laughs> you'll be coming to join I think me so. <laughs> you are so welcome I'm going to be coming to join off. me and the Christmas tree lights and the, a Christmas oh, yeah, movie lovely. and just knowing it's all done and the kids are happy and that's okay you yes. know that that was something I never had in England I was always hung over and still busy in the evenings and then passing out yeah, then passing out or just feeling majorly depressed because I've yeah. been drinking all day. Yeah. So, yeah, ch- changing up those traditions is really important. Yeah. Also, be alcohol-free prepared if you do like an alcohol-free drink. I mean, we're talking fizzy water here as well and milk. Like, we're talking about anything that you enjoy that is going to replace alcohol. Make sure you have a big bloody bucket load of it mm. so that you've got something to lean on when everybody else is pounding beers or wine or whatever. Like, I like to also dress up my drinks like a, you know, like a Rio de Janeiro carnival, like with parrots on sticks and umbrellas and anything to make it look more snazzy, like I'm having a treat I always remember Del Boy's cocktail in Only Fools and Horses oh. it made them look all amazing yeah. And yeah, yeah it was a funny one but yeah even like teas and coffees and hot chocolates we're not talking about like AF beers but if that's your choice then yeah, yeah. go for those but yeah, just teas and coffees and hot chocolates in the evenings and things that make you feel cosy and feel like you're getting yeah. your own gift, which is your sobriety, of course, but something that props that up and makes yeah. you feel happy. And, and just remember, it is Christmas Day. It's only one day of the year. So if you overeat, yeah. you know, you can get up in the morning and do some exercise and have a really healthy day the next day. So yeah. don't worry too much about that. The main thing you've got to focus on 100% is do not put that alcoholic drink yeah. anywhere near your lips. Yeah. Um, and if you're struggling... Take a break, get out of the house, get away from the thing that's causing you to want to drink. Yep. And remember, you've just got 24 hours to get through. And fill your pocket with a 
load of chocolate peanuts what, if you're going. Like, if, just, <laughs> what, if you're going to go and take that break? If you're around someone's house. Them down. Yeah, they're all in there getting pissed. Just have a sneak round the, the buffet table. <laughs> shove any nice food that you're fancying in your pockets. Rolls. Yeah, shove them in the, your turnips of your jeans if you want some prawns. <laughs> Don't forget about them, though. They go into the garden yeah, and go sneak off. it all yeah, around the back of the make house. Make a little nest. <laughs> Your sweetiness. That's a great. Thank you for that tip. Yeah, top tip. Putting prawns in your in the fold ups of your jeans. I think we'd be really helpful here, Vic. I'm sure we're going to help so many people with their Christmas. But let's just talk a bit about explaining sobriety at Christmas because we have talked before about telling people that you're sober or you're not drinking tonight and things like that and how hard it can be. But it can be excruciatingly hard to tell people you're not drinking on Christmas Day, can't it? Yeah, and definitely my advice is to tell them before. If people don't know that you're doing this Christmas alcohol free then my advice is sit down with them give them a phone call a text or email whatever you want to do or yeah, write it out in the fucking sky by yeah. aeroplane do you know what I mean just, yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with a sign on the back I am alcohol free yeah just tell people before the day to avoid any awkward conversations you know feel the fear and do it anyway before <laughs> yeah and yes it might upset their Christmas day but it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. Mm. Um, it, it, yeah, we were talking, I think it was in the last episode, we were talking about people, the power of people and the effect they can have on us, the people we surround ourselves when we drink. And one of the red flags that we said is if you tell someone you're not drinking and they question that or if they make you feel... Um, if they make it difficult for you or they make it feel like you've let them down. Yes. Now, that's a big one at Christmas. You, you yeah. ruin Christmas Day because you're not having a drink. That's yeah. how people can make you feel. Yeah. Um, and if that happens, that's a, that's a good reason why you should do it in advance, why you should tell them in advance. They've got a while to get their head around it, even if they don't like it. Yeah. I mean, you've got to stand proud in those moments. You know, when someone's there saying one won't hurt, you know, it's Christmas, all of those excuses, you need to stand proud and, but if you've done it and you've spoken to them before, there's a hope there that people aren't going to try and twist your elbow and they're going to be kind to you and they're going to be understanding. I mean, that's our hope. Of course, that doesn't always happen and you are going to get some wankers who try and force you into having that Christmas Day Baileys or whatever it is. And you have really got to stand strong in that 24 hours. You've got to be the person that you know is good for you mm, and that yeah. is the sober version of you yeah. so you need to stand up to those people and be strong and don't be afraid to tell people either that no. you're not drinking because you could be pleasantly surprised I'll just mention here that my last Christmas I was nearly 100 days I think it was 100 days on Boxing Day or New Year's Day I can't remember yeah it makes about right yeah yeah, but it was my Christmas, last Christmas I found it excruciatingly difficult as my first sober Christmas so just put that out there for people as well just if anyone here is really struggling through their first Christmas sober I did too I'm coming up to my second Christmas sober and I am really looking forward to it I was really worried that I'd, I was going to ruin all my Christmases forever because I was not going to be able to drink at them I kind of thought if I take the drink out of Christmas there is nothing left what is Christmas yeah, what, is, what Christmas? is it I'm yeah. never going to be able to celebrate it again that was how I was feeling on my first sober Christmas but second Christmas on and I'm really enjoying it I'm looking forward to Christmas Day but I digress because what I wanted to say was I have a very close friend, my friend Mel, I'll mention her here. And she's she was one of a very close friend, family friend and um but also a big drinking friend as well. And um she knew that I had given up and 
last Christmas, she invited me and my girls over to spend Christmas at her beautiful house on the beach with her kids. And she spent the whole day without a drink. How nice. On my behalf. Well, that means the world when people yeah. do that, isn't it? It yeah. really does mean It was really special. It's giving you 100% of their support, isn't it? Yeah, she's been an incredible support to me, but especially on that day where I know she would have loved to have had a drink. Mm. She didn't have one. And that really made it special for me. And I know that all of the kids enjoyed it more because neither of us were drinking. Because mm. when we drink, we just go off on one. Yeah. And we were present with our kids. Yeah, and that's so important. So, so yeah, plan and tell people and you know you might be pleasantly surprised but if you're not give them enough time to come around or enough time that you can change your plans and not spend the day with them because perhaps you have to say to yourself why am I actually spending the day with this person who is not supporting me in something that's hugely important to me why am I spending this special day of the year with these people and even if it's family Yes, yeah, maybe you, maybe you have to extract yourself from a Christmas with them. Yeah, but also people are trying to dumb you down in those situations, which is really what they're trying to do by giving you a drink. They're trying to dumb down your 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 bright light a little yes. bit, aren't they? They're trying yeah. to dim you by having that drink because then it brings them down to your level. But if you say something like what you're saying is like, "Look, I'm doing this for my kids. Christmas is about children, it is. and it's about Father Christmas." I know it sounds cheesy, and it's about you know it's about love and the giving of gifts. I did go and see a boy called Christmas at the cinema today, which made me feel quite sentimental. Oh. It was really sweet. <laughs> like the kids were all right, but I was blubbing by oh. the end. It was all about that. It was all about what Christmas is really about. And it's about yes. being with your loved ones and showing respect and love to them by giving them gifts. Mm. And if we can stick to those original traditions of what it was yes. without the booze, now all this chaos that the, it's tumbled into because of those monks... Yeah, those damn mums who were drinking and eating. Look what they've done to us all. Yeah, we're going to have to get down there to the monastery. Talking about eating, I'm just looking at our list here. You've put eat more. As yeah, part, that, as one, this is one of the the ways to get through Christmas. I mean, we've already talked about it, haven't we? But there are a lot of really cool ways to eat more at Christmas. Well, me and my sister are talking because we always get upset tummies at Christmas because we always just eat whatever we can't, we don't normally yeah. eat. So we always end up like at, at six o'clock on Christmas evening, like. Ugh, like sort of both of us like holding our stomachs with bloating and would all. that stop you drinking <laughs> yes maybe <laughs> hopefully that would but this year we're going to make some little some little like cacao balls and things like that so we're going to be prepared not only alcohol free prepared but also going to be snack gluten prepared. free yeah, yeah snack yeah. prepared so that we don't get upset tummies I know that sounds weird and boring but yeah, like, you, I think you, you and your sister have taken it a step too far oh, probably yeah <laughs> Well, uh, a little tip. I mean, I don't know if other people feel like this, but if I have something really sweet, I generally don't want to have a drink. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just a satisfactory go. thing, yeah. isn't it? It's like so, you've got satisfaction from something else. From so something else, yeah. You don't crave the other thing. If I've had, if I've filled myself up with Christmas pudding, yeah, you're going on I about usually, pudding quite a lot. I know. I'm obsessed with having a Christmas pudding this year. <laughs> Never usually want one. Not that into it, but this year, I've got to have a Christmas pudding. God, I'm going to have to buy go, you one. I think I'm going to go on and on until you eat a Christmas pudding with me you can't have the bit of brandy poured over the top though lucy oh god set on fire. yeah you gotta do- that avoid again. that yeah. yeah it'd be nice actually if you if you are having these conversations with people about you know i'm going to be sober at christmas perhaps there are some there do need to be some conversations around the food actually to say look i won't have brandy on my christmas pudding can you put a bit aside for mm. me i don't want the brandy butter you know all of these things that have booze in if that doesn't work for you then it might be worth having that conversation as well to yes, say i'm not really going to be important. comfortable please don't put me in that position where I'm sat 
I'm feeling like I have to eat something and if I don't, yes. I feel rude and it puts me in a weird position. So these are my rules and here they are. Yes. Um, the person might not like it, but hey. But you've let them know before so it doesn't bring it up and make an elephant in the room exactly. on the day when yeah. you don't eat the Christmas pudding that they've made. Funnily enough, I was chatting to my dad on Skype about Christmas pudding. Oh, yeah. I know, I've already, I've already sent him a pack of 12 mince pies and I said, oh, because he was going up the shops, I said, buy yourself some brandy butter or something to put on them. And then that opened up a discussion about whether brandy butter's got real brandy in it mm. or not. Um, and a lot of the, you get can get brandy custard and things like that. So yeah, maybe just check your labels and also be careful because you might buy something which has just got the flavouring in, but it hasn't got the alcohol in. Could that be triggering for you? Yeah, exactly. So you do have to be quite careful with Christmas food because yeah. it is laced with alcohol. Yeah, same with the AF drinks. You know, you've got to check your labels and make sure you're not going to do anything that could affect your sobriety. Um, yeah, But we must say as, as well, of course, it's not great to swap an, el- an unhealthy habit for another unhealthy habit like sugar for booze. But then again, if eating a bit of sugar on Christmas Day is going to stop you drinking, then, well, bloody hell, so be it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's just getting you through Christmas Day. And you, if you, unless you've got an addiction, I mean, we, we had a, an addiction of, yeah. certainly of sorts, whether, I mean, I'd... I'd it depends whether you want to say you've got addiction. I know it's a bit of a, yeah. um, a word that we've already discussed in another podcast. But if you're not addicted to sugar, then just go ahead and have as much sugar as you want on yeah. Christmas Day because it's not going to cause a problem for you further down the line and you're not going to end up running around the house naked and no, or yeah. arguing with your family or no. just tell it, you know ruining Christmas for your kids I can't by having that. too much sugar. I can't guarantee that, Lucy. <laughs> I think that's, they're all the, all those things you mentioned are things that I would all they, do, that probably happen. do sober as well. <laughs> In fact, I reckon one of them's going to happen. Yeah, I'm often running around the house <laughs> naked. Um, look, but basically, we wanted to say as well, just be kind to yourself at Christmas because it is an yeah. exceptionally hard time, isn't it? Yeah, and ask for some support from the people you trust in those situations. There might be one or two people in your family that don't understand what you're doing, but there also might be one or two who totally get it. So... If they're around, lean on them, you know, ask them questions, get them to pour you drinks. You know, it's lovely when people prepare for you as well when you go. You don't always have to prepare your alcohol-free drinks and stuff yourself. You might have a really supportive family member who's got all that stuff there for you. And isn't that wonderful? Like That's a perfect example of Christmas. You've thought about someone, what they want and what's going to support their happiness really is what it is, isn't it? And that's what I was lucky enough to receive last Christmas. So I should never forget that. It's about somebody saying, totally understand what you're doing. I think it's really great. And in fact, I'm going to make, I'm going to work Christmas around you and the fact that you're not drinking this year. And that's a really special gift from someone. Yeah. And also being kind to yourself can also mean saying no. That's something that Lucy is definitely very good at. (laughs) (laughs) Really good at saying no. It's my favourite word. Uh, I've just got a little quote from Eckhart Tolle here, which is, life isn't as serious as the mind makes it out to be. So that's another kind of quote to say, look, we can make it all sound negative Christmas Day, but actually it doesn't have to be. And you can say no in these situations. Mm. You can make it all feel bad. And if it does feel bad, well, that's okay as well. Mm. You can say no and push back on people and say, I'm sorry, I don't feel ready to come to this event. I'm not going to stay for Christmas lunch. I'll stay and open a present and have a cup of tea, but then I'm out. So staying, saying no is really, really important. And also accepting that this is going to be one of the hardest days of the year for you if you yeah. are struggling a little bit with your sobriety or if it's your first sober Christmas. Yeah. It's going to be hard. So 
once you accept that, it's actually probably going to be easier to manage it. Um, so you know that what you're doing is huge. Think of how you're going to feel in the morning when you wake up on Boxing Day. And it will just yep. be, um, for me, last year, it was this massive sigh of relief. Mm. Oh, oh, my dear. God, I did it. Yes. I've just had a sober Christmas. First Christmas that alcohol hasn't passed my lips since I was about 13, yep. probably. Um, and that is an amazing feeling. Yeah. So maybe focus on that. Think about Boxing Day morning and plan something for early on Boxing Day. Be that really annoying person who wakes up and goes for a jog on yeah, Boxing Day morning. Yeah, sunrise, you know. Yeah. Do something really memorable instead of blacking out your memories. Do stuff that you're going to think about in the future and look back on and go, well, wasn't that a lovely day rather than, mm. oh, shit, I tripped over a turkey and was sick on my festive jumper. <laughs> like, that's kind of the yeah. situation that I was always in by the end of the day was, like, me a total fucking mess. Yeah, not a good look, is it? Not and a good look. I remember my last Christmas when I was drinking, which was a really horrendous Christmas on the Boxing Day, I... um I stayed in bed all day. Yeah. I didn't oh, get out. Horrible. And my kids wanted to do stuff, but yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't get out of bed. I was so hungover and I was so depressed. Oh, it's just horrible. That's no isn't it? way to spend Boxing Day. Um, another point here is we've got um, try to let go of expectations. Oh, I just hate expectations, Lucy. Yeah. It makes me angry. Mm. Um, and the role you're supposed to fill within your family in that moment, it might help you enjoy the day rather than feel anxiety about it. Like, you don't have to fulfil the role that everyone thinks that you are on that day. The drink maker or the present opener or the gift hander outer or, you know, the one that lights the, mm. the Christmas pudding. The hostess. The hostess with the mostess and all that sort of thing. Like, you can change your role and you can, you know, make it one that suits you on yeah, that day. You can, can still wear your cheery Christmas hat and put on a smile, but you don't have to perform for everybody like you did when you were drinking. Mm. Take a you know, take a back seat this Christmas if you need to. Don't fulfil your role. You don't have to. Mm. And if people are disappointed in you, well, that's their own bloody problem, isn't it? It really is. And that's all about creating new traditions as well at yeah. Christmas, isn't it? So yeah. this is my new role. And they, I'm going to make this a tradition. I'm going to do this every... My role is going to be just sitting on the couch doing nothing yeah, all day. drinking tea. <laughs> like, this perfect. is my role from yeah. this Christmas forward. Yeah. I might wrap a few sausages in bacon. <laughs> But then I'm on the couch with my nice glass tea holder thing, you yes. know, like the one I broke that you gave me. Yeah, Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, and, and some Christmas pudding. And a Christmas pudding. <laughs> yeah. And gra and brandy butter. Lather no. yourself in brandy butter. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, sir. Uh, what are some other new Christmas traditions you could bring in as, as a sober lady? Well, I'm going to try this year, but I'm probably going to get laughed out of the house. We'll see. But I'm going to bring loads of AF cocktail stuff. So I'm going to bring juices, mm. fizzy waters, limes, mint, everything you can. And I'm going to try and get everybody to have a competition because we do love a game at my family. We do. We, we yeah. do love a good game. So I thought I'm going to create an alcohol-free game this Christmas. It sounds cheesy and I would have hated me too, but I'm going to go for it. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. Yeah. And so what about the drinkers though, Vic? Will you, you'll be all right if they want to put a bit of alcohol into theirs. No. 
I'm not going, I'm going to say no, this is an alcohol-free game. We are making an alcohol-free cocktail. Yeah. I'm not going to, this is, this is, we're going to play all your <laughs> games for the rest of the day, but I'm going to force everybody against their will to play that game this Christmas. And we'll, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I can really see that going down well. I think a few people might get excluded or disqualified <laughs> yeah, right near the there'll beginning. There'll be a few It'll with be a you on your gym. own. Yeah, it'll be me being happy and they'll all be passed out on the floor. <laughs> But there's other things you can do, like sober fancy dress. I've done it. It is awkward. But all you're doing is wearing a different type of clothing. Like, suck it up. It doesn't matter. You can still be fun and do stupid things. But if you don't want to, of course, you can say no. Yeah. And the thing that I'd really like to do at Christmas, and I probably won't do it this Christmas because I haven't been organised enough, but you can volunteer. You can actually get completely out of that environment of sitting around with your family and drinking and eating all day. You can spend, say, the morning with them. But in the afternoon, you go off and do something completely different. There's a lot of people out there who need other people's house on Christmas Day. Yeah. So that's a really good thing that you can think about doing. Just change it up totally. You yeah. don't have to yeah, you don't have things. to keep doing the same thing. No. Something that we've started doing is um the cinema on Boxing Day nice. uh, not Boxing Day on Christmas evening. Christmas Eve evening. Yes. And that's really nice. I used to always be drinking because I always woke up on Christmas Day with a hangover. But instead myself and my two girls go to the cinema and that's that's a great thing to do. And as well for me, Christmas changed a lot when we came from England to Australia and then when I became a single parent Christmas had to change really significantly again because we had to share Christmas whatever that looked like so now changing once again to a sober Christmas I can do that I've made enough changes everything is a possibility really isn't it Mm. if you want to change of course you can that's what we've both discovered with sobriety yes is that humans are are possible of evolving in some way yeah and your Christmas can evolve Christmas can evolve it can be it can be transient it doesn't have to be we are so set in our traditions so set in our Christmas traditions like some things I just can't even imagine being without like roast potatoes all of those things (laughs) but yet we can't we don't have to have roast potatoes it's not like the, the police are going to come and knock on our door like the roast potato police, are they? Oh, I don't, <laughs> excuse not. me, madam. That would ruin the day altogether. That might drive don't me worry, to drink. Don't worry, arrested. Lucy. There is no such thing as the roast potato <laughs> really? police. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, thank goodness for that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've talked about my lovely Christmas Day evenings that I love relaxing on my own. And Christmas Day morning is a really special time for us. Again, as a separated parent, that's a time that me and my girls spend together. Yeah. Just the three of us. That was not the way when I was married. Things, you know, I used to have the whole family around by Christmas morning and the drinks were already flowing. But instead, it's a really nice, relaxing, chilled out yeah. morning, just opening presents, watching TV and having a really nice breakfast that we yeah um so yeah that that's that's changed a lot and that if I can change that much I can keep changing I think people can and hopefully by hearing about the ways that we've changed Christmas for us the people listening are thinking yeah you know I could swap that up I could do this I can do that things yeah Yeah. so some of the things you can replace is like a Bucksfids for a spicy chai a Bailey's for a nice piece of cake the chaotic games for a nice walk I mean I used to spend Christmas Eve getting drunk and now I spend Christmas Eve sneaking around the house you know wrapping up the presents putting a carrot out for Rudolph and hiding Mm. Santa's beard you know I do all of the things that my children will love my preoccupation is no longer with booze my preoccupation is 
with my children waking up on Christmas yeah. morning. And I'm excited about that. You know, my husband's sneaking around out in the garden ringing jingle bells and, you know, I'm calling out saying, he's here, he's here. You know, we go to the full effort. You can imagine, <laughs> can you, Lucy, can't I you? I can well imagine that you two go to the full we effort do. for your kids. We do. And now, imagine before, even four years ago, I wouldn't have done that. And now now that's what I love. Yes. And I would have been sat at home or I'd have had mates around and I would have been downing booze until I passed out. Well, and it, you mentioned preoccupation, which it really truly is. We talk about thinking about drinking and how it just overrides everything else in our head. And yeah. I think on, at Christmas it actually comes in at a faster pace and goes around faster totally. and faster within our head. Yeah. So... You, we actually, from the minute I was waking up in the morning, I'd be thinking, this is a day where I'm actually allowed, quote, like quotation marks there, yeah. a, to drink early a in free the morning. For all. Yeah, but what booze it actually free meant, for all. Yeah, booze free for all. But what it meant was I was actually thinking about drinking even earlier than usual. Yeah. So it was really quite exhausting. And it, it did. It took over everything. It took over making sure the kids had the best Christmas. It took over making sure everyone was happy um, and that I was happy on the day. It was just just really about when can I have my next yeah. drink, how much can I have, and once I've finished that drink, when can I have the one after that? Isn't it odd, Lucy, to think? Like, isn't it weird? Like, I'm looking at you now, but isn't it odd that we did that? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, know. Just, I was just about to take a swig of my drink, but you made me laugh. It is just, very strange. It's so odd that we were completely obsessed with alcohol like that, and now... We're just so different and we can see it for what it is. And Christmas, we were thinking about alcohol. Instead of thinking about presents and our children, we were preoccupied with booze. And actually, it makes me feel sad yeah. because I spent far, far too long thinking about something that I poured down my throat that was a toxic substance that I was completely obsessed by. Mm. So I just didn't think I could have a Christmas day without it. Mm. Yet here we are. You know, you're one Christmas down. I'm nearly, I think this is my, will be my fourth. Fourth, yes. Fourth, third or fourth, yeah. We should just look forward to it now. There's no, like, anxiety or shame. I know I'm not going to act like a mental case. I'm like, yay, Christmas, I was going to look forward to it. I just look forward mm. to things. But it makes it easier, doesn't it? When you so take away easier. the booze and you yeah. take away the thinking about drinking, you've suddenly got this whole kind of blank canvas on which to create a whole new Christmas. Yep. And you can, yeah, you can keep some of the old traditions, bring in new ones, yep. but you've actually got space in your head and you've got the energy all day to see it right through to the end till you put your kids in bed. I'm not sure whether I'll be picking my 18 and 15-year-old no. to bed. That would be weird. <laughs> They'd be like, what are you doing, man? It's weird. <laughs> Especially if the 80 year old's got a boyfriend yeah. there, but that'd be really weird. Can we do a story? <laughs> Ruined Christmas. Yeah. Ruined it again. Yeah, ruined it again. In a different way, though. But yeah, it is. It's really weird that we spent so much time, it's so, so we were odd. so preoccupied yeah. with it. It's odd and it's not because we, yeah. we, were, we, were, trained, we were conditioned yeah. to do it. But I will say to everybody out there, like, we are not preoccupied with booze anymore. And it feels like this Christmas, you might be, if it is your first sober Christmas, you might feel like, gosh, this is going to be hard. And all I feel like doing is drinking. But that does lessen. If you get through one, you'll get through another one. Then you have four under your belt like I've got and one mm. like Lucy. And it's just time. That's all it is. It's just yeah. time will pass. Things will get easier and your drinking habit will change mm. if and, you want it to. And perhaps it's also worth saying, Vic, that if people do relapse on Christmas Day because it probably is one of the days of the year when people do relapse. Yeah, probably. Please don't beat yourself up over it. No. That you, a relapse is a relapse 
if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Try your very, very hardest not to let it happen. But if it does, you can just stop again. It doesn't mean you just have to carry on drinking. Yeah. And don't feel shame because, you know, this, as we say so often, this is something that people are trained to do throughout our lives. We, we you know, we, we didn't really have any choice that to become drinkers because of environment and culture and tradition and family and Christmas and all mm. of these reasons. So, you know, we don't, we don't recommend that you wake up feeling shame. We recommend that you wake up feeling right. Time to give this another go. Time yes. to give sobriety a go and start again. Um, but we hope, we hope you don't relapse and we hope that you don't decide to take a drink because we hope that our words will make you think twice. Yeah, definitely. Maybe just go outside with your sausage rolls and listen to this podcast if you need yeah, to. Yeah, listen to it again and because, put the kettle on, have that cup yeah. of tea and play the tape forward. And you, you know alcohol's not your mate, so don't give in to it. Yeah. You can be strong in this situation. And I'll just stress again that my last Christmas, I even though I had a friend who was just incredible, you know, I couldn't have been in a luckier position than having a friend decide not to drink and yeah. host a beautiful Christmas day, but I still found it incredibly, incredibly hard. Yeah. It was one of the hardest days of the whole of the first year um so if you are feeling that that is perfectly normal yeah but you can get through it I, if i yep. got through it yeah anyone can and christmas will be wonderful again yeah it's just like a hump you've got to get over you've got isn't to do it? it but it's worth doing mm. like it's worth you feel amazing when you've done it and you'll feel amazing yeah, yeah. do it people try it mm -hmm. you know you you've got this wait a second Positivity there is my go. middle name. Um, yeah, so if anyone needs one of these positivity buttons, especially <laughs> yeah. for Christmas, it'll probably drive you I to drink. I think it was drink. from Kmart. <laughs> Quality <laughs> gifts, of course, Lucy. Okay, so let's look at, you know, how things have changed and what we're looking forward to about Christmas this year, shall we? Because it's only 11 days, Vic. I know, I'm so excited. I mean, I'm looking just forward to the children having a nice time, spoiling them rotten. You know, so that's probably wrong. I should probably take them to a homeless shelter to give out food, but I'll do that one day as well. Um, you know, I love doing karaoke. I love, you know, the simplicity of Christmas now and being able to make my own choices and having my boundaries around it. So I just look forward to it. It's more about the kids than it is getting wasted now. I'm happy to play stupid games, blow jingle bells on my little party horn around the dinner. You know, I can still do Christmas. It's just I have my boundaries up around it and I know what I want from it. And that might not suit everybody else, but hey... I'm I'm not here to make everybody yeah. happy. I'm here to make my family happy and I'm here to make myself happy. Yeah, and it is a particularly hard one for you as well, isn't it, Vic? Because you do have a family who like a drink, you know, yeah. which is absolutely fair enough, but you yeah. are surrounded by people who are drinking yeah. all day Christmas Day. So that's a really challenging thing to do. But four years on, you've done it. You're not yeah. worried about it anymore. It's just the way it is. In fact, you're like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing that. You're yeah. taking control of it. And but that's you get stronger every year. I, I do get stronger every year. And also... So I know now when to leave. And also I I have a three-year-old and he goes to bed at half past six. So it's like perfect excuse to say, look, it's Freddie's bedtime, we're out. Mm. And then we can just leave. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, sometimes I, I'm capable of staying for a bit of the chaos. But, you know, if I, if I have an excuse on hand, even if I get moaned out a bit. You know, one year we did have a big, 
argument over bubble and squeak, but I won't go into that. But like, <laughs> that's always a good time to leave after a big argument as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really good time to make your exit. Yeah, slam the door on the way yeah. out. That's my again, advice. But you know, so many families do argue at Christmas, and so much of that is fueled with alcohol. And I think there's a lot yeah. of police call-outs and things like that, aren't there, for family arguments on Christmas Day? And that's because people are drinking so early in the morning, and people who are drinking who are not used to drinking of as course, well. So yeah. it causes all sorts of trouble. Why not eliminate that from this one really special day? Yeah. I mean, what I'm looking forward to this Christmas, I think, is just having the pressure off. Mm. Um, because last year I was sort of I was white knuckling it through Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, so really, I feel like that was the hard work done. And this year, I just I'm just so looking forward to it being a relaxing Christmas where I don't have to think about drinking. Yeah. Um, I don't have to worry about feeling depressed later on in the day as I come down from my alcohol high. I don't have to worry about my hangover on Boxing Day. Yep. Um, I'm looking forward to being able to speak to my family in the UK in the evening. And remember that- it. And remember, or yeah. even actually remember to make the call to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they wake up for their Christmas Day morning as our Christmas Day evening is happening. So more often than not, I absolutely wouldn't remember it um, and was probably a bit of a state. You know, they've taken mm. the time out of their Christmas morning to talk to me and I'm slurring all yeah. over the place. But I'm looking forward to actually enjoying having a proper Christmas conversation with my family in the UK on yeah. Christmas Day evening when I'm still feeling, feeling good and enjoying Christmas for what it is. Um, so, yeah. There's a lot that I'm looking forward to this year. And that is such massive progress in a year from having a bit of a shit Christmas where you still didn't drink and you really you got through that Christmas and you battled through and here you are a year later looking forward to Christmas and just excited about it all. Yeah, I'm so excited. When we were putting up the tree, the girls and I, I just started singing and dancing around the room. And I'm not really a singer and dancer like you, Vic, as much. No, they were both staring at me like as if I'd gone completely crazy. But I just felt so happy. I felt really, (laughs) really happy. It was like the tree Uh, was out. I wasn't drinking. Did you put buble on? (laughs) No, we did have some really cool classics on, though. Yeah, nice. Um, I do like that um, Pogues. Oh, yeah, that's Christmas in New York. That's my favorite. I think that was what set me off. And, yeah, I actually danced around the Christmas tree this year. And that's probably the first time I've ever done it. I was on my own being watched on by my two teenage daughters. <laughs> like, oh, mum, stop I, it. I really felt so happy. Oh, probably happier than I have go. any other Christmas. Well, there you go, listeners. This yeah. time next year, even if you have a dodgy one this year, yeah. by this time next year, you could be hopping around the Christmas tree like a happy little elf <laughs> like Lucy is, with some stripy tights and some pointy ears. <laughs> and your kids watching on, or your yeah. family, or your yeah. husband, your wife looking on as if to say, Oh my god, she drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't need that alcohol. I don't know why she used to drink. Oh dear. <laughs> but um I, I think we've got some good tips here, haven't we? Yeah, Just go for it, Lucy. Let's give the, the our Christmas tips. Our Christmas tips. Yeah. Here we go. Drinking at Christmas is a tradition that has been going on ever since those pesky monks were brewing beers in the monasteries hundreds of years ago. And even though it feels as ingrained as stockings on Christmas morning, it does not mean we can't change the habits of a lifetime. Becoming alcohol-free means smashing those traditions apart and breaking free from social norms. So don't be afraid to be radical. Be a Christmas sober punk and create a Christmas that suits the glittery, unruly, sober, Christmas tree dancing you. Yes, elfy like <laughs> Your first sober Christmas might not be an easy ride, but expect to feel hugely satisfied when you make it through unaided. Just be prepared for a few bumps. Have support nearby, someone to talk you through and bring you down like a sobriety buddy. 
I know Lucy will be getting a few calls from me on that day and she might have a little guess when she has that cup of tea on Christmas evening. She's on speed dial, but don't worry, I won't be saying, hello, I'm an elf stuck in the North Pole. <laughs> you can that do that. That was only when I was hammered. And I will have the Christmas pudding ready. I'm determined to eat Christmas oh, pudding. Oh, shut up about your fucking someday. Christmas pudding, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Uh, uh, um, try... <laughs> Sorry, I can't talk. Go on. <laughs> try to turn the dread into excitement. Those feelings of panic will change if your mindset allows it. A good idea would be to download a few meditation apps or some positive affirmations to get you through when you feel like pulling the plug or get one of these think positive buttons. Oh, yeah. That oh, wait a second. I am <laughs> see, that'll see you through. That'll see you through. <laughs> Remember, you're not going to die. All that might happen is that you will feel stress and stress can be managed. So feel the awkward, let it pass through you and do it anyway. I know that feeling. I, I put that in there, Lucy, about feeling like you're going to die. Like I used to get that when I was hungover. I used to feel like that impending doom sitting mm. on my chest. And that's how I felt on Christmas morning because I was so hungover. So, of course, you know, I drank through it and I was always drinking through to try and make myself reach some sort of point of euphoria or happiness, which, of course, never worked. I just got drunk each day, mm. which caused more and more and more anxiety. So, yeah, you do have to. You will get those feelings like when you're drinking, that you feel like you're going to die. It does get that oh, bad. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, you do. You feel, suicide, you feel suicidal. Yeah. It's just, you know, yeah. you, I've, oh, I think we've mentioned it before, wanted to check myself into hospital many times with a horrific hangover. Yeah, because we feel like you've, you've lost your mind because yeah. of the level of anxiety. Mm. So you yeah. remember you've got to feel that feeling sometimes yeah. when you're sober too, but you've got to feel and you've got to let it pass and know that you're managing it because your sobriety yeah. will help you manage it. Lucy and I are big believers in boundaries. Remember that saying no is a complete sentence. Have your responses at hand. Be prepared for idiots and be strong when entering the domain of the drinkers. If people do not respect you, your no or your boundaries, you have to set this Christmas. You are free to leave. Walk out the door and wish them well. Then go home, make yourself a nice cuppa and watch Elf. I like the wish you well bit. Wish them well. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you well. I wish you well, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah. Bah! <laughs> uh, the triggers that surround you may get too much at times. Take lots of time out with lots of sausage rolls. Mm. This will give you time to regather your thoughts and your inner strength. Go for a lie down, a walk. Or as we like to say, just go and put the fucking kettle on. If it means you get some peace, those moments of harmony will give you the power to make it until, well, at least until dusk. Yeah, that's, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough, Dusk isn't is it? a good time. Yeah. Don't be angry with the drinkers. This is something we talked about in our hindering and helping podcast last week. So, yeah, so don't be angry with them. Otherwise, you're going to spend the whole time pissed off. Drinkers are just doing what they're used to doing and what you used to do and what the world expects them to do. Remember, drinking is part of the human condition, so it's practically impossible to see beyond it until it gets too messy to ignore. As long as the people around you are being respectful of your choices, be kind in return. And we promise, when you're up on Boxing Day morning, hangover free, having been for a walk and are chopping up fruit for breakfast... 
they will be considering a sober Christmas next year. And they'll also be full of hate for you. Yeah, but that's their own (laughs) hatred bubbling inside them. We don't care about that. Uh, Christmas is just another day. If it helps, just think of it as a 24 hours that you've got to get through, just like that last 24 and the 24 before that. You've got this far, so don't let tradition and expectation ruin what you have achieved. Sobriety is all about being the authentic version of you. You deserve that every day of the year. The only reason to drink would be because everyone else is, and that's not a good enough reason. You are a sober punk, remember? So rebel against what's going on around you and just do you. The first one might be hard, but it will get easier. Just imagine, next year you'll be looking forward to Christmas. You'll be hanging up decorations and wrapping presents at the end of November, just like Lucy and I. And best of all, you get to remember the whole damn day. No blackouts, no shame, no anxiety and no regretful behaviour. So this year, celebrate your sobriety because it really is the best gift you're ever going to give yourself. Yeah, and we totally believe that, don't we? We do. Yeah, yeah, we really 100%. truly do. That really is the gift that you, if you know, if no one else gets you a present. Give that to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a little poem, Lucy. I love this poem. I, I looked up to try and find a good poem, Christmassy, sober-related poem, which obviously doesn't <laughs> exist because no one else is looking up things like that apart yeah. from me. <laughs> so I've written a poem. You're the for lone all. person. The lone person. Yeah. <laughs> I've written a poem for the Sober Awkward podcast today. It's called The Sober Christmas Elf. Here we go. Imagine this Christmas that you have a friendly elf who's there to help you be your Christmas sober self. He will sit on your shoulder whispering words of support and talk you out of opening Nan's bottle of port. The elf will be on hand to listen when you're craving and he'll distract you with chocolate if you feel like misbehaving. He will go to the kitchen and switch on the kettle and quietly sit with you until your sober nerves settle. The pointy-eared chap will guide you and help you feel strong. He'll hold your hand when you feel awkward like you don't belong. He'll represent you, be your own personal attorney and he'll tell people to fuck off that don't respect your journey. (laughs) With the elf's help, you can make it through Christmas Day. The anxiety will pass and your hangover will stay away. You'll be able to enjoy this festive time and have lots of fun because guess what, Lucy? There's a sober elf inside everyone. Yay! That is the best poem. I love it. Well done for writing that. Yes, thank you. I think we're just going to get one last top tip from Alan. Alan, have you got any top tips for our Christmas Sober Awkward episode? Don't drink. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, perfect. I was really hoping you... for some real wisdom there and we got it. Yes. It's as simple as that, isn't it? <laughs> it is, isn't Don't it? Don't drink. We we didn't even need to say all that crap <laughs> no. that we've just been going on about. Did Alan. you did you prime him for that? No. He's like the oracle, isn't he? Just forget everything we have said over the last hour and just listen to what Alan said. It's two simple words. Two simple words. Don't drink. Enjoy Christmas. Enjoy Christmas, everybody. We hope you have a beautiful time and we hope you do manage to do it sober. And yeah. We'd love to hear from you how it went. Just pop us an email to vic at drunkmummysobermummy.com and tell us how your Christmas went. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, one and all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Sober Awkward podcast. If alcohol is affecting your life in a negative way, if you're struggling to moderate or your hangovers are causing anxiety, it might be time to reach out for help. 
Contact your local doctor, a therapist, or connect with your local AA or sobriety group. Vic's got one. Yes, go onto Facebook and just search Drunk Mummy, Sober Mummy, the group. Lucy and I both agree that even though this journey can be awkward, it's definitely worth it. And if we can do it, you can too. For more support on sobriety, head to Vic's website, drunkmummysobermummy.com. And Lucy runs an online space to support and inspire single mums. Find out more at beanstockmums.com.au. Finally, if you've enjoyed the Sober Awkward podcast, don't forget to follow, subscribe, review and share it with your mates. Don't make it sound like they have to, though. No, they do have to. I'm not doing all this for nothing. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hi there. I wanted to tell you about a podcast that I think every single one of you will benefit from. It's called Therapy Works and it's hosted by me, Julia Samuel. I'm a best-selling author and psychotherapist. I invite you into my therapy room where I speak to either a known or unknown guest. Topics range from the difficulties of divorce, a life-changing illness, to the struggles of motherhood. Search Therapy Works now wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card.
Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out. All my magnificent fuck-uppery in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? It's probably ones with moody, moody sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yes, good, yes. Good. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. <laughs> you can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audiobook will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry and cringe and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book. Even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah. From an emotional point of view, seriously, it wobbled my teeny-weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. (laughs) My teeny little wooden heart. His his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Buy it, yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another five. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. (laughs) 